what's going on? This is Ed LaCara, BFR Tuesday. Thanks for joining. I'm here in uh, rainy Dallas, Texas. I don't know what's going on. It should be a thousand degrees right now, but it's not. So I'm not complaining because it will be hot enough soon enough. <clears throat> All right, so uh, what I'd like to do with these sessions is answer any questions regarding BFR. Um, and then I usually will chat if there's any extra time. Um, just things that come up on a regular basis uh, regarding BFR, BFR programming, etc. So uh, best way to ask me a question is to go in the upper right corner under chat and you can type in your message. So I'm going to put in hello from Dallas. If you could do the same where you're at, that would be great. So I know where, who I'm speaking to and where you are in the world. Lewis. What's going on, buddy? Hey, Tom. A routine written somewhere to maximize BFR as a workout routine. Uh, yep, there is. If you go, let me, let me, I'm going to, No, I did a, uh, I think it was your first 30 days of BFR. Um, let me see. Uh, it looks like it's so. Here is, here's a link. Um, this one's, this is an online guide to virtual BFR training. Not really programming. I have a three week, um, three week BFR, kind of an on-ramp program that's in our Smart Tools Academy app. Um, so Thomas, if you give me your email address, just send it to ed at smarttools.com plus.com. I'll add you to that Smart Tools Academy. And I think there's three weeks in there of kind of a training program, how to get started. But um, I think that's a really good thing to talk about today, which is, um, you know, how do we kind of get started with this stuff? I think number one for general fitness, what I would do um, is I would do BFR aerobic capacity training. So um, what that means is that you're going to put the cuffs on your lower extremity and you're going to go for a 20 minute walk and you want to try to walk at a pace that's brisk enough so that you can um, get your heart rate to about 35% of your heart rate reserve. Um, I've done numerous um, YouTube, YouTube and also uh, sessions on my BFR Tuesday about how to do that. So, um, you do a 20 minute, um, that's 
60% lower extremity um, LOP and you're going to do a 20 minute walk. Uh, let's say at 35% heart rate reserve. Okay, then you're going to, depending on how many days a week you want to train, what we know is that you need to train between two and three days a week for that body area for um, size and strength. So let's say you did um, two times a week upper body, two times per week lower body, um, and you're gonna do, uh, let's say, compound exercises first. So compound exercise um, for the upper extremity, let's say you do a um, horizontal row or lat pull down um, or modified push-up. You're gonna do one of those. So I typically will do a compound exercise first, and then you're gonna do isolated, and then isolated exercise, uh, bicep curl, tricep extension, shoulder to overhead. That's what your upper body day might look like. Your lower body day might be um, air squat. That's your compound. So lower body, air squat, and compound meaning multiple joints being used at the same time. It's neurologically more challenging. You get a little bit more peripheral and central nervous system fatigue, and that's why I do them first. Then you're gonna do isolated lower body. So you're gonna do, let's say, um, knee extensions. You're gonna do calf raise and you're gonna do a standing hamstring curl. And so, you know, kind of go like one compound, two isolated, three isolated max. You're gonna look between three and five exercises per um, training session. Now you can also do, if you wanted to be more aggressive, you could do um, upper body in the morning, lower body, like do your walk and then upper body in the morning, lower body at night. You could, people do uh, twice a day BFR because you're not causing any muscle damage, so it's okay to do that. Um, but that'd be an example of how I would get started with just general, kind of general fitness. And you can mix and match any of these exercises, you know, like, um, hold on one second. You need to use for a while. Oh, you need it? Um, I can probably just do five minutes. I just do five minutes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so you can, you can mix and match any isolated exercise, any compound exercise that you want. In the beginning, I, I tend to stay a little bit lighter. Like don't go, don't blow your, um, like don't, don't blow yourself out. Use lighter pressures, 60% lower extremity, 40% upper extremity, and do that. Um, and then gradually increase your pressures over time. It takes about two weeks to get used to BFR. So use lighter pressures and lighter loads and just get used to, uh, just get used to it.
um, somehow I need to take all this information and put it into programming. Maybe I need to write out uh, monthly programming for just general fitness. I don't know if I have people that would be interested in it or not, but uh, maybe. Uh, Lewis, how does BFR intermittently, say something like once or twice per week instead of, for example, six consecutive weeks every other week impact its effectiveness? Um, I think that just like general fitness, if you're using it as an adjunct, probably less than, like if you're doing normal workouts and then you're using it as an adjunct, you can do it once or twice a week and still see benefit. The more you do BFR, the better it's going to be. So people that train twice a day with BFR see better and faster results than if you train once per day. But you can't, you know, you have to take rest into consideration. Um, not just because of muscle damage, because of nervous system fatigue, peripheral fatigue. So um, just be just be mindful of overtraining. Um, and especially in the beginning, first three weeks, you don't want to overdo it because you'll get really sore really fast and then you're not going to want to do it anymore. Um, let's see. Automatic pressure function on BFR. Um, what is it and how does it work? Okay, yeah, sure. So automatic, that's not, I think you're, um, you're talking autoregulation, Joe. Autoregulation means that, that the pump is going to automatically inflate and deflate to keep the pressure consistent versus when I have the cuff on and I, let's say I'm at 60% limb occlusion pressure. And let's say that number is 133 millimeters of mercury. I'm totally making that number up. Let's say it's 133. When I do a muscle contraction, because of the contraction of the muscle, that pressure is gonna go higher. It might go to 135, it might go to 140. Not dangerous, it's not a problem, but it becomes more uncomfortable. So what the cuffs do is they, it, the pump can do an auto-regulation where it'll constantly keep the pressure of the cuff at that 130. It, it makes for more comfortable training, to be honest. I don't know if it increases your outcome at all. Just kind of fancy and kind of cool. Lewis, can you do BFR in multiple shorter sessions? Um, yeah, your body doesn't know the difference between if you do a 20 or 30 minute session over a 24 hour period, or if you do four eight minute sessions. It doesn't know the difference, so there's no problem. The only thing that you don't get the accumulation effect, um, whereas like you're building up metabolites over time and so you're getting that fatigue. So I, I would say that you at least want to do two or three exercises for that body region. Um, and so in order to get the accumulation effect, you have to do a couple exercises back to back. Um, so Thomas, yeah, so the, on the pro version, you can, most of the time, I love these cuffs because you can remove the pump, but if you want to do auto-regulation, you keep the pump plugged in. Can't jump in the pool with the pump. It's hard to go do like sprints with the pump or running outside of the pump. You have to like put them on a backpack or something. But some people prefer to have that auto-regulation on. So what you would do is you would just, you would keep the pump plugged in and you would keep the keep it actually that's why the pro versions come with a much longer hose
So this is the pro version hose. And it's real long. And then that way what you can do is you can just set it down. I can have it plugged in. I can be doing my work and it can auto-regulate. And I keep it plugged in at the same time. Um, and I would have two pumps on. That's why if, if I was doing that, I would have, I would get the Pro Elite that has, um, that gets, that way you have two pumps and then you're auto-regulating and you would do the same with the legs. Put the, put the pumps on, maybe you're on a bike and it's auto-regulating as you go through the bike. Uh, Joseph, how do you calculate one rep max when using bands or tubes? Yeah, you know, it's hard. It's impossible really. Um, what I would say is you light, use light loads and instead of being over concerned about hitting the 30, 15, 15, 15, just know that your first fifth, first 30 should be pretty easy. Second 15 at about rep 10 should be starting to get pretty hard. It should be hard to finish the third set of 15 and should be really hard to finish the last set of 15. But there's really no way with bands and tubes to get a percentage of your rep, of your one rep max. It's kind of what we have to deal with in rehab is I'm using light loads. So it might not be 30 reps. It might not be 15 reps. You might be 30 reps on the first. You're getting pre-fatigued. And then if it's super light, then you're going to bump up. And you can bump up within sets. So if I'm using a five-pound dumbbell and the person's having no problem, they're not getting any, any fatigue with it, then I'll bump it up to a seven and a half or a 10. Um, even within that exercise set. So don't, don't worry, you can, you can always increase load if you need to. All right, cool, 115. These are great questions. I love the interaction. I really appreciate it. All good stuff to talk about. I gotta think about, if anybody has any ideas of, on how they would like to see like a monthly programming for general fitness. Um, I know in my book, I have, a, I have a whole chapter on programming and we talk about this stuff. Um, and I'll have some examples, um, but maybe I need to make it more dynamic in the app. Uh, what book? Oh, I haven't written it yet. Well, I've written it. It's just not done yet. It's at the editor, um, but it's, um, it'll be coming out. I think I'll, I think it'll be ready in June. It's at the editor for the first edit, then I'll reread it and do it again. Um, and it's, uh, it's Dr. LaCara's guide to blood, blood flow restriction training. Um, I think I have, actually, I think I might even have a picture of, uh, I, we just finished the, um, we just finished the cover and I'm super stoked. It looks really good. Let me see if I can. Let me see if I can, uh, find, let me see if I can find the cover. Be easy if I was on my phone because then I would just have it. But uh, let's see. Mm. We just finished it this week. What's today? Uh, yeah, I'm teasing. I don't. Um, I don't have access to it on my computer, but I have access to it on my phone. But 
Um, let me see. I might be able to send it. Oh, here it is. I got to email this to myself, so sorry, it's taking me a second. Okay. I just showed up as a handout, so uh, it showed up as a handout. I don't know why I did that, but um, anyway, uh, so yeah, so that'll be coming out, um, and it's pretty much just a guide on. Um, how to do VFR comparisons between manual and automated. Um, pretty, I, I try to make it not as science heavy and more just like user friendly. So we'll see. Uh, and then the next plan is um, performance, how to use it for performance, VFR, and then how to use uh, in the aging population. And so I've got a few things lined up that I want to kind of get out there. But anyway. All right, my broom's got to be used uh, for patient care, so I got to go. But uh, thank you guys so much for joining. Great questions. And um, anybody that sends me an email, I'm going to respond. And uh, thank you guys so much. Have a great week. I'll talk to you next week. Bye.